WLXG Lexington, an LM Communications Broadcasting Station. The only no-filter sports show in Kentucky. It's the Alan Cutler Show with award-winning TV sportscaster Alan Cutler. No filter is no filter. The voice of Central Kentucky with no filter. I love talking to you about this kind of stuff because you you get it. I always enjoyed being around you, Alan, the way you covered sports with a passion. You spoke your mind and uh, you treated everyone fairly. And I think that's why all the players don't mind coming back and doing this stuff. And they love having conversations with you and catching up again because you, you treated everyone the right way. Tell you what, we need some love around here. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? I'll show you how tough I am. The Kentucky Admissions Department. And then real love. I never thought I would say this. Philadelphia fans. Good afternoon, I'm Alan Cutler. Hope you had a great holiday. Chris Chenault. No filter. Former UK stud. We'll talk about the game on Saturday. 115, Daryl Bird. Runs the cat's paws for, it seems like, forever since Oscar left. And partly on his great story, partly on Kentucky. I'm going to start with the positive first, even though it's not Kentucky. Can I do that? Hell yeah, it's my show. Trey Turner. Everybody gets this wrong. I don't give a rats that you've signed this big contract for a gazillion dollars. Jimmy, do me a favor. Can you check Turner's contract? It was $300 million or something like that. It was a bunch of money. And he was terrible for a long part of the year. I mean, he's like a sure-handed vacuum cleaner who had trouble defensively. He couldn't hit. Just jump in, Jimmy, when you have it. 11 years, $300 million. Which I think is a stupid contract because if he's worth that eight years from now, it's nuts. I wouldn't have signed it for that, but they didn't ask me. That's not the point. He's a good dude. And it was kind of like coming home. Why, from the area, he's closer to the area from where he was. It's not the point. He's terrible. And Philadelphia fans are known for being what, Jimmy? Sturdy? I would say. Would you say, you know this, Jimmy, they boot Santa Claus, right? They did. They did. I think they threw batteries at him, too. You know, that sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) Then I heard some people that were there at the game that said they thought that Santa Claus was drunk, and that's why they were booing him. Anyways, yeah, they boot Santa Claus. You think that's the only Santa Claus that was ever drunk? (laughs) No. Not not Jack Patty, though. I love Jack (laughs) Patty. That doesn't mean he couldn't be drunk, but I'm sure he wasn't when he'd do those kinds of things. Anyway. Trey Turner is terrible. Do you remember how bad he was? Very bad, especially coming off the World Baseball Classic where he was the hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was bad to start the year. I don't give a rat if you pay somebody $300 million. You feel pressure. Mike Mustock has stunk in Cincinnati partly because he didn't handle the pressure. Not ripping him, I'm just telling you. And then the people in Philadelphia did the strangest thing. He's going through this tough time. And Jimmy, you saw what they did. They cheered him. They gave him some love. Do you think it's a coincidence that he's got seven home runs in the last seven games? Don't think so. No, no. It's about positive reinforcement. And and for some reason, when you rip athletes, what you forget is they're just real people. They're they're no different than you and me, except they've got zeros and zeros and zeros in the bank account you and I are never going to have. All right, more power to them. Guess what? Same problems, same issues, and they're in the public eye. And that could be a pain in the ass. Trust me about that. And people can be great. It can be a pain in the ass. And so the people in Philadelphia who you would never think would do that, he hit a home run the other day. Excuse me, I saw the clip. He swung so easily. He was swinging hard. Hard. Seven home runs in seven games. 
I still don't think he's worth the contract. That's not the point. It's all about feeling good about yourself no matter what you're making. Okay? Now, to UK. What I'm piecing together is that Big Z is probably not going to be here. I don't know that for sure. If I'm John Calipari, hold it, hold it. Oh, Jimmy, quick, open up the window. Open up the window. You hear that screaming? Yeah. Hear that yelling? Yeah. Hear somebody cursing in Italian? Oh. That would be me if I'm John Calipari. Cal has to be so ticked off, and I couldn't be behind Cal even more. I guarantee you there are young people, men and women, from underprivileged areas who have gotten into UK who haven't done any more or less than Big Z. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And by the way, more power to them. I think education, if you take advantage of it, is an opportunity that could change your life. There are all kinds of stories about people that couldn't read and couldn't do this and that kind of stuff, and they worked their fanny off, and they became very wealthy because they really worked and cared. So this kid passes an English test. How tough is it? I don't have any idea, and I don't even want to know. But it isn't jiving with the Kentucky admissions. And it's not like Cal can call up and say, hey, let the kid in. I'm going to guess if this kid doesn't come here and uh, you got to be here today or there might be some waiver in a couple days from now. How ticked off would Kentucky fans be if this kid ends up playing in the Southeastern Conference against Kentucky this year? How ticked off on a scale of 1 to 10? 20? Yeah. And, and frankly, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't get it. You know, the wink, wink, let's not do special favors for athletes. This is a yes and a no to that. Let me ask something, Jimmy, and I don't have the answer. Suppose you were a great violin player. Mm. And, well, this has been true. There was a young kid on on uh, 60 Minutes a number of years ago that was dyslexic and was an unbelievable piano player that his mind, this young person's mind, was able to play the piano like that. Don't tell me that kid isn't really smart. He's smart in a way that maybe doesn't fit with norms of society, which at times suck. Would you agree with that, Jimmy? Yeah. You can't do what that kid can do if you're not smart. You cannot do what that kid, oh, with the beauty and the hands and the flowing and whatever. I'm going, that kid is like a gazillion times smarter than me. I don't care if he's dyslexic. And there are all kinds of studies that maybe it helped him, whatever. What's the difference? What's the difference? It's a great talent. If you have a great talent, uh, Jimmy, does basketball deem that you have a great talent? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You want people like that. You want people like that at any university. You want foreign students. What did Justin Rowland put up? I'm going blank on the guy from Gonzaga, whose English was terrible. He basically understood Japanese. He's having a heck of an NBA career, now with the Lakers. And his English wasn't good. And there are so many examples like that. Really? Really? I, I would bet without knowing of the top 50 basketball programs in America, Jimmy, at least 30 would accept this kid right away. And I bet that's a low number. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. I can't imagine how ticked off John Calipari is. But you know what he'll do if the kid doesn't come? He'll say the right things in public. It might be a little, eh. <laughs> I, 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 this is awful. 
No, and I'm wondering, you remember last week when we were talking when he was on Sports Center and he did the whole car wash and everything, and he said something about having two seven footers. And what did I say at that time? What did I come on there? KSR had it wrong, and I'm picking on him. But they were having all these different reasons as to why he wasn't on. Yeah. I said, Cal said two centers because Big Z wasn't officially on the roster. And Cal was smart. I think the main reason is you don't want to tick off administrations. You don't want to tick off other people. You don't want to say a kid is here when he's not here. I said it at the time. Sorry, Matt, you're wrong on this one. And by the way, Mazel Tov to Matt. I put up something that he's, they've done 18 years of KSR. Good for him. That's terrific what he's done. But sometimes they're wrong. Ryan was wrong too. I busted Ryan's chops. And Ryan, wherever you are, God bless you. I heard Matt talking about this. Ryan and I were texting last night. Oh, my gosh. First the fire in his house. Now he just lost a dear college friend. I, that boy has no luck. I, I just hugs Ryan hugs. We spent eleven years together, longest eleven years of both of our lives. <laughs> I would do anything for him, and you know what? There isn't anything he wouldn't do for me if I needed him. He's just a great human being. Getting on a tangent. This is stupid. This is past stupid, and nobody's going to come on the record. I get that. Here's the other thing. There was a point in time where the word was out that the coaching staff, and you didn't get this from me because I don't know, was optimistic that this was going to happen. And what did I say at that time? That's just hot air. It's just hot air. That doesn't mean it wasn't going to happen. It doesn't mean bupkis. It doesn't. That somebody talking to a source is putting out a positive thing, well, we feel pretty good about it. It doesn't mean bupkis because they didn't know. As a reporter, I knew that they didn't know even though I didn't talk to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because this is a decision it either is or it isn't. It's not like, well, you know, we're feeling pretty good about it. Unless somebody calls ahead of time and say, look, it's going to happen. It's going to be a couple of days. You think you think these people in the missions do that kind of thing? No. No, they don't. So some of those stories on another station were just BS. And the problem with that is it gets what? People's hopes up. This is ridiculous. I don't care what side of the railroad tracks you're on. <laughs> How is this kid not going to help this university. Here's the other thing. You know what nobody's talking about? And by the way, Kentucky is a shining example about this. Jimmy, I don't know how much you know about the CATS programs. It's a spectacular thing. Uh, I want to get Bob Bradley on the air one of these days. Bob Bradley started the program, and I mean this sincerely. If you can't pass as an athlete at Kentucky, I'm almost going to say you're stupid or you didn't try. It's one or the other. They don't do the work for you. I want to be really careful about that. Have you ever seen the Cat Center? Probably not, Jimmy. There's very few people been up there. I've been up there. Jimmy, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. The things they will do to help you out. Notice I didn't say take the test for you. Notice I didn't say cheating. But the tutors and things available to athletes, because, you know, they don't have much time, and I respect that. It's great. And there are so many kids at Kentucky that graduated because of cats. It's not even funny. My thing is, I think every student in Kentucky should have something like that. Now, that would cost a fortune, but gee, help me out, Jimmy. Suppose it cost, I'm going to throw a high number out, $5 million a year, and I don't think that's enough. $5 million a year for cats programs for thousands of kids. Yet, you ready for this? Yet, the percentage of kids that graduated increased exponentially. On the back end, how much more would Kentucky make? Probably a lot. Fortunes. Yeah. Fortunes. 
Can you imagine if Kentucky did this thing? See, I, I, I like to think ahead. If Kentucky, I can't believe this. Why do I take all these notes? If Kentucky did this thing, they need to listen to me. If Kentucky did this thing where they would have the CATS programs available for every student. Did you get this pitch? I don't know if they do it today. Orientation, freshman, this is what they did to me, and, and it was common. I was expecting it, and apparently at that time, this is the 1970s, I don't know what the hell they do now. You know, I forgot to ask my, my kids if they got that. Anyway, the point is they would do this to scare you. Besides, at the time, it was true. And I actually went to admissions. I went to admissions twice. It was just like, this is such BS, I got to find out. Hair was maybe longer than this. Not the point. <laughs> so they would say, look to your right. Look to your left. Two of you are not going to be here. Scare tactics. Yeah. Yeah. And what does everybody say? Ain't going to be me. Yeah. So suppose, whatever Kentucky's number is, I have no idea. And I don't know where Kentucky stands. But suppose all of a sudden, through the course of time, this doesn't change in one year, let's say over a five-year period, because things take time, and that's one of the problems in today's society. To me, if I was running for president, if I was governor, you know what I would do? I would put a fortune into education, into literacy. I would hire more teachers. I don't give a rat's what it would cost to sit with kids, sit with them, because they don't have enough people now. There's some wonderful teachers. There's some great teachers. But you got 30 kids, it's a little difficult to do. It is. Sit with kids one-on-one to teach them how to read. When you get kids in high school that can't read, you know what that is? It's criminal. It's criminal. It's awful. Ah, let's just pass them. Let them be somebody else's problem. It's awful. It's past disgusting. The problem with that, you don't see results overnight. So, Jimmy, help me out here. I've thought this for years. You put in a system where kids... I don't care. Get old, not get her. One side of the railroad tracks, another side of the railroad tracks. I don't care. Everybody should have the same opportunity. One, guess what will happen? I guarantee you there will be fewer kids in jail. Gee, how much money would that save society? You're shifting dollars. Mm. Not going to change in a year. Not going to change in two years. Not going to change in five years. It'll change. Education facilitates... And hampers kids going to jail. 100%? Hell no. 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 So you spend less money of taxpayer dollars down the road on people in jail versus what? What you're spending today. Yet you're getting more education. Yet you're getting more skills. I saw a great story on CBS Morning where plumbers make a fortune, but they're looked down upon. Oh, yeah. And, and this guy was saying he makes $175,000. You know what I said to him? God bless. More power to you. I can't do it for a couple of reasons. I have no skills. I mean, you could train me, and I would be terrible at it. The guy says he's got two homes, right? Not bad. Yeah. And he says people look down on him. I'm not looking down on him. I'm saying he was smart. And guess what everyone's always going to need? Plumbers. Plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> Same with electricians. My buddy, Bama, Scott Moore, uh, worked for 18 for a long. Great photographer. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. He's very proud of it. Uh, one of his sons decided to go to a trade school instead of college. Didn't want to go to college. He's already making a lot of money. I don't think he's 20 years old. Yeah. He's going to end up making a ton of money. He's great at fixing things. He loves fixing things. Why would he spend – why would he go to college? Doesn't need it. By the way, it's not like he can't go to college. It's not like he's smart enough 
Not to, like he can't go to college because he's not smart enough. There's nothing to do with it. They need mechanics. Look, trust me, if you could fix things on a big truck, you would make more. Let me be careful here. Oh, yeah, you'd make more in three hours than you make here in a day. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's smart. Yeah. I just don't have that acuity. I was blessed with a big mouth. Some people like it. Some people can't stand it. That's okay. You feel the way you feel. But, you know, Big Z not getting in this admissions test. Point is this. If Big Z goes to Cat's program, why am I banging on the table? I don't like what anybody else does. I'm that fired up. Big Z goes to the Cat's program, which he will have to do. You want to know what will happen? His English will improve exponentially. You know what else will happen? And I know admissions people don't give a rats about this, and I'm going to defend John Calipari like crazy on this. People in that part of the world, it's true all over the world, people in that part of the world, when you are loyal to them, guess what their loyal loyalty is? It's back. It's back. Where's Big Z from? Mm, that's a good question. As you look it up, the name of the town, I had a senior moment. I was hoping you, you're going to bail me out on a dime. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I did not memorize the hometown of the country uh, of a potential uh, Kentucky player. Anyway, you'll tell me the country. Yeah, I've known it. I just forgot. The point is this. You don't think that Cal's ability. Croatia. Croatia. Thank you very much. By the way, for some reason, there's a lot of tall human beings in Croatia. I don't know what's in the water, whatever, and I've thought this for years. There's a lot of big men who are really good from Croatia. This is not today or yesterday. It's been for a long time. Some good kickboxers from there, too. <laughs> don't know what that is either. You're right. God bless you, Jimmy. You're right. So, okay, if Big Z comes here, right, and he spends a year here, two years here, max, puts on 25, 30 pounds, right? Gets his English really well. Brags about how he loves Kentucky. How much easier is it for John Calipari and his staff to re recruit in Croatia? Let me go one step further. How much easier for John Calipari and his staff to recruit in Eastern Europe? Let me go one step further. How much does it help John Calipari recruit in Europe? And what was one of the things I said, if you remember? I made a big pitch one day about this when they couldn't get recruits because they were having trouble getting recruits because all the McDonald's All-Americans and a lot of kids didn't want to play behind them. Remember how crazy it went for that time and time? And what did I say about it? I said I couldn't understand why John Calipari, the gold standard program that he says Kentucky is, why they're not recruiting kids in Europe. Do you remember that? Yeah. I went crazy on it. It didn't make any sense. You got to get on an airplane? You think Kentucky doesn't have a budget? You got recruiters, they can pick up the phone and pick up the phone. Use their cell phones. I said, pick up the phone and get sources. Yeah. I've never understood. Like, Cal's done a hell of a job in Canada, right? Yeah. So when he went to Canada, you know what I thought he's going to do from there? Go to Africa and go to Eastern Europe. It just opens up the whole world possibilities for Cal. You take care of this kid, the odds are overwhelming, Jimmy. There's another kid come behind him. You know what Patino's done? And I've talked about this. He won a championship in Greece, right? Yeah. One of the late kids he signed was what? A skinny 6'5 guard who's supposed to be a hell of a shooter from Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Patino is popular in Greece. He should be popular in Greece. He won a championship there. Does that mean he's going to take five kids a year from Greece? Hell no. 
let's say he coaches the St. John's for the next five years. Do I see another kid coming from Greece? Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's go one step further. Take a look at the map. Take a look at countries around Greece. They know that in basketball, Patino has gotten a kid from Greece. That opens up Europe for him tremendously. The, the consequences of this kid not being here is far-reaching. Also, I did, did you know he has a twin brother that was on the same team as him in Croatia? Same size, everything? Big Z? Yeah. Did not? Yeah. How did I not know that? I, don't, I, I was just pulling up an article, no. and I saw another guy with the same last name. So I makes you wonder, let's say Big Z comes over How here. How old is he? he? Is he younger? No, twin brother. Twin brother? Yeah. I'm sorry, you did say twin. So what if Big Z comes over here, loves it, tells twin brother, hey, you want to come win a championship next year? All right. Now that could have happened. Uh, sorry for stepping on Jimmy. Yeah, not on that, but, but how's this? So their coach, mm -hmm. right? They talk to other coaches in that part of the world. Yeah. Did uh, Kentucky take care of your kid? Yeah. Oh, mm. okay. Kentucky's recruiting my kid now. The implications are, first of all, it's the right thing to do to let the kid in. That's one. The implications for John Calipari in this program are astronomical. Really, I've never understood why they didn't go international. Never understood it. Never, ever, ever. And now they finally did it, and UK admissions is what? Throw it in their face. Uh, the kid from Gonzaga. I wonder how bad his English really was when he got here. And by the way, I don't care. I really don't care. It's wrong. 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 Hi, right, Jimmy. When Bear Bryant was here in the 50s and he wanted to get a kid in, you think it would have happened? I'd say so. <laughs> he probably and, got his way. Yeah. Adolf Rupp wanted the kid in. You think it happened? Yeah. Do you think there are times where certain organizations bend backwards the other way because they don't want to look like they're soft? Yeah. Probably. And there's probably some lovely people in the administration. We have a rule. This is how it is. Wonder how when we will find out more answers. Because I wonder, I don't want to speculate, but if if him not passing whatever this test with the admissions is the real reason or if there's something else. Well, one, we might not find out. Right. Well, no, no, no. He passed the test that they don't... Right. ...honor. Right. But that seems like a a weird kind of a small... Like you said, there's been other people who maybe weren't great at English that got in to Kentucky. So why him and why... Like, if that is the one, one and only reason, that seems a little bizarre that that's why he's not coming. I give Jack Pilgrim of KSR some credit. You know what he just put up? Hashtag free Big Z. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. You know, if there wasn't much going on, so we go from love for Turner, right? The Philadelphia fans have changed this guy's so far career in Philadelphia by cheering him. Seven home runs in seven games. And the UK administration needs some love. And common sense. Common sense. Is, I, I know you have rules and regulations, okay? And you don't want to look bad. Isn't this about kids? And are you helping the basketball team? Hell yeah! But it's more than that. See the big picture. Why can't Capaluto get involved? Maybe he doesn't want to, okay? Mm. Maybe he doesn't want to, and I don't know that, so I can't say that. Why can't Mitch Barnhart get involved? Maybe he is behind the scenes, and I don't know that. 
I mean, there has to be something going on behind the scenes. And look, let's have a little common sense here. The kid's going to go to Cats because they all go to Cats. He is, unless he just doesn't open up a book, first of all, you're helping the kid out because his English will only get better. Right. <laughs> and, and oh, I'm sorry, last one. Is Kentucky like all schools that are trying to be more international? Yeah. You think anybody from Croatia is now going to apply to Kentucky after this crap? Why? Why would it be at the top of your list? Uh, why would it be on your list? Yeah. If, if anything, it'd be negative. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is wrong. You know, on another day, this soundbite by the South Carolina coach, be, I could do 20 minutes on this, not going to, could be the lead. Uh I am amazed. First of all, it's bad days at Southeastern Conference. They get their butt whipped by a lot of people. Can't, I can't believe I haven't said a word about Kentucky football at this point. That's amazing. I've got three pages on Kentucky football comments. Who knows if it will get on this week. Neither here nor there. I think there are people in Lexington who like South Carolina less because of Shane Beaver. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They lost. They played poorly. He's got to fix some stuff. And this was his comment after the game? Do we have any stats? Anybody? It's kind of the story of the night. Clock was wrong the whole game. game. We're trying to kick an onside kick to start the second half, and we got to wait on the chain crew because they're eating a hot dog. That's the only disappointing thing about tonight. So, uh, You got your butt whipped, and that's the only disappointing thing about tonight? <laughs> that's really stupid. Seriously. How would you like to be a South Carolina fan and see that your coach – who you like, because he has created some momentum. Yeah. Whether Kentucky fans want to hear it or not, we deal with no filter truth. And they'll jump off the bandwagon so quick you'll have to spin if he goes to 0-4, which he won't, but that's not the point. And how about Brian Kelly? What was the quote he had about they're going to whip Florida State, whatever it was? Yeah. Boy, they look terrible. Uh -huh. They look terrible. Terrible. How about the Pac-12? We still call him that? We just call them the pack because I think it's down to one team. They're undefeated. <laughs> yeah. They look good. I saw highlights from just about all their games. Oregon put up 81 points, I think. Well, they weren't playing anybody. Well, yeah. And you love Oregon State's quarterback, former Clemson quarterback. You think they could have used him? He's a, he's a strange study. That Uyunglele? Yeah. Because he's has flashes where he looks incredible. He looks brilliant. When he came in for Deshaun Watson, seems like seven years ago. And it was like, oh wow. How they they really got the next guy again. And then when he when he was the guy, he was a, a Heisman favorite, then he just couldn't perform. And he has those flashes. And then he also has those other games where you're like, How are you a division one quarterback? Yeah, I agree. He's got, he's got the size, he's he has got, everything. He's got the he's got the arm, he's got the size, yeah. he's got strength. You know what I think it is? And I don't mean this disrespectfully. In between his ears, yeah. Which that's um, that's what gets a lot of yeah. quarterbacks at yeah. whatever level it is. Some guys it's end of high school. Some guys it's once they hit the SEC level. Some guys it's once they get to the NFL. But it's when the game goes past where your raw talent is. You know, it's interesting. Oregon State, John Smith, the coach out there. Nobody knows who John Smith is. Turned down a bunch of schools to stay there. He has brought in some really good quarterbacks. Known as a quarterback guy, and I'm convinced they'll always have quarterbacks. And quietly, they're not winning a national championship or anything like that. He's really improved their program. He's a big, strong dude. Uh, were you were for Duke or Clemson last night? Uh, Duke. 
Me too. Yeah. Isn't that sacrilegious around here? Nah, I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> I don't think I think Clemson, they've just been overhyped the last two years. Yeah. I don't know. It's they're still going off. I mean, they that run that they had was where spectacular. Where it was them and Bama, them and Bama back and forth, but it's over. Yeah. So I don't know if they missed the assistant coaches who have left. Because he had done a really good job of keeping their guys and maybe the people that replaced them aren't as good. Or maybe those assistants recruited better. I, I don't know, honestly. But you can I watch them. I'm going, this ain't the same program. And, 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 you know, his thing after the game, he's talking about, I've never been involved in a game like this. Well, guess what? They were knocking the ball loss. They were beating the crap out of you and, and whatever. And so it's pretty obvious the Duke fans are waiting to act like Cameron. Waiting to act like Cameron. I thought it was fun. I was rooting for Duke. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times when you see those games like that, too, I, I'm i just the type, like, I would root for the underdog anyways, even if it wasn't Duke going against Clemson. And they're at home, too. It makes it even sweeter. Yeah. It's just to open up the season that way. As a 21-point dog at home, what do you got to lose? We'll talk about Deion Sanders a little bit later, but uh, did I know he was going to do this? No. Am I surprised? I'm not. I'm not. Because his kid's a spectacular quarterback. And his thing about, you know, we'll play the sound later from the other day. He, this us against the world thing, I, I laugh at it. I didn't predict bad things. I'm not surprised about the good things. Did I predict they beat TCU? To tell you the truth, didn't think about it. But you got to remember something now. They're 1-0, right? Yeah. They end up being 5-5. Five and five. He's opened up his mouth. I don't blame him because guess what? It's worked for him. Real quick, you remember what Andy Furman said about uh, Deion Sanders? No. Andy Furman, first time, he's been on the show a couple times, uh, said he had a good source that uh, they brought Deion in for an interview to be the head coach, and he came in Deion. Chains and stuff like that. Where was this at? In Cincinnati. Okay, yeah, yeah, since, yes. And Andy Furman said that the AD said, we don't wear chains around here, and Deion just got up and walked out. Yep. I think Deion's corroborated that and been like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, I didn't know he corroborated it. I'm pretty sure he's mentioned it, that that's basically what went down. He didn't badmouth Cincinnati because that's like that's not what Dion typically does. He'll take the high road in his own way. But yeah. Not taking the high road with the media. And by the way, him lashing out <laughs> the media, does it bother me? Hell no. You when, know. when you win, you have the ability. But if they turn around and lose to Nebraska this week, he better sit there and take it. I mean, that's just that's how right. it goes. But I feel like he will. He's a former athlete. He knows how to. Oh, game. he knows. He, he knows. knows how the game He's, works. He knows how to play this game. Yeah. He knows very, very well. I wish him luck. Now, last thing before we go to break, and then Christian Olds coming on. And I've mentioned this before, but it's really prevalent now. How about all the athletics directors that were too chicken to hire him when they needed a coach? I'm going to repeat. I'm saying chicken. Chicken, 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 chicken. I'll go one step further. How about there'll be some athletics directors who Dion could have saved their job had they hired him? You don't think? Oh, yeah. You think that's racial? I don't know if it... I don't know if it's racial or if it's... I don't know what else it would be other than we just don't think he's a real coach, I think, is maybe what they were thinking. Well, like he, it, he then, hasn't put in all the time. He's he wasn't a QC first. He wasn't an assistant this. He wasn't an assistant that. You can't just go from never coaching to high school to HBCU to to the SEC. We're bigger than that. He spent his whole life in football. You think he knows football? Well, uh, yeah. Okay, Harbaugh yeah. was a 
coordinator before he became the head coach? No. Mm. <laughs> no. He's done a pretty good job. You can say, well, you know, it's in his family. I don't care. People are ready for jobs when they're ready for jobs. And guess what? It takes, look, one of the things I'll always credit Mitch Barnhart for, he hired Matthew Mitchell from Moorhead State. Took a lot of guts. Worked out great. Okay, you're supposed to see where the puck is going. That's your job as an AD. Now, I bet a lot of ADs would like to hire him. No, I'm going to put one word in front of race, and I think race is in there, by the way. Yeah. You know what it is? You ready? Mm-hmm. Control. You hire Deion Sanders, and you have <laughs> no control over yeah. the football program. That is his show. No control. Yeah. None. Zero. Kaput. But you know what the job of a great athletics director is? To take care of his coaches. Now, if you step out of line, you get in this double trouble, da 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 that's fine. But a great AD, their job is to say, what can I do for you at the end of the year to help make your job better and make the program better? One control, two, it's race. How could it not be race? Seriously. Do I think Dion thinks it's race? Hell yeah. That all these other schools wouldn't hire him. Hell yeah. You know it. We might not play it today, and I'm sure you listened to it when I sent it in. Michael Irvin's pitch to the football players. Yeah. Oh, man, that was good. So here's the other thing Dion says. Let me tell you about the dumb athletic directors. You know what he has going for him? He has so many great former NFL stars like Michael Irvin who will come to Colorado probably on their own dime to support Dion and give motivational talks. By the way, you know one of the good things that Cal does? I know Stoops does it too, and I don't know who does it more, but Cal's been doing this for a long time, and I've always applauded him for it, by the way. You get people in to talk to your players. It's a powerful thing. Cal knows a lot of people. It's one of the roundabout things that he does for the program, which is good. Gee, when Deion Sanders brings in Michael Irvin, who's so passionate, you think that helps the pep talk? Yeah. You think he's got 20 guys like that who'll come in? Oh. Easily. Yeah, he's think probably that, got one lined up for every week already. Yeah. Yeah. Gee. As an athletics director, look, athletics directors, there's so many of them are chicken. They're just chicken. They'd rather just do the safe hire. Well, how about sitting down and talking to Dion for about four hours in a hotel room if you're not comfortable? And when I say hotel room, that's where the stuff is done. You meet somewhere like in, a, in, a, in Chicago. Who met in Chicago? Was it Mitch? Was it Gillespie? Whatever. This stuff happens all the time. You don't meet in Lexington yeah. if it's UK. You meet in Chicago. They get a suite for the day. You, you, you kind of sneak in and sneak out and that kind of stuff. And you might be there six, eight, nine hours. And, and I got to tell you, if you were that afraid not to have the conversation with Deion Sanders, how stupid is that? I guarantee you, all hell no. Most probably not. Do I think many athletics directors who were afraid of even considering Dion would have changed their mind after talking to him. I think so. If they actually sat there and had, like you said, a real conversation. Real conversation. Because you can't, Dion is the ultimate don't judge a book by its cover. Right. Because you see him when he played, he was flashy, he celebrated, which was bad. He had rap music videos that was bad. He wears chains still. But when you talk to him about his coaching style, complete opposite. He said, we are militaristic here. If you if you let one thing slide here, it's going to slide over here. So we do not mess around with that here. And it's not what you would think looking at him because he, oh, he wears chains. Oh, he might wear his hat a little sideways. Who cares? Yeah, but well, I think that's why people. But I got to stop you. I'm stopping you on purpose to me. Why would anybody think that without looking at the whole thing? That's what ticks me off about people. Well, he wears yeah. chains. He wouldn't be serious about his business. What? 
I, I know what you're saying. I'm not yeah. ripping you, Jimmy. That is so stupid. It's unbelievable. It's exactly that is past what it is. dumb. <laughs> it's past dumb. Gee, I'll put on a suit and tie and keep my hair short, but I'm going to be undisciplined on the field. What good is it? Now, if you got your hair short and you can relate to kids and you're good on the field, that's great. That's great. Out of the box. I think it's it's the old guard of whatever it is and whatever business and NFL owners and this and that. It's the old way of thinking. Is you you it's not it's not what fits in your box of what should be a coach. So I don't want it. And it's I think it's it's so stupid. It's dumb. And, How about Shane Boyd? He told us the other day. There were times, as much as I know Shane, he said, he said, I don't think you knew this, and I didn't. And I thought I knew not everything about Shane, but just about. There were times when he made a play, but he took off because yeah. he thought the reads weren't there, and you better trust him. If he's your quarterback, you got to trust him. And he got in trouble, and he made a play. Yeah. How stupid is that? That's not what a quarterback's supposed to do. No. You drop back three steps. When your back foot hits, you make the throw. You're a quarterback. Shane Boyd played at Henry Clay today besides – the offers he had at schools like Kentucky. You know what Shane Boyd would have if he played today? Alabama would be after him. Seriously. Seriously. Stupid coaching back then. Stupid coaching today. Oh, my gosh. I'm really late for Chris Chanel. Chris, we're calling you in a minute. Terry Page, Terry Page, Terry Page, Terry Page. She is the best. Mike Langfields put something up uh, the other day. A great show today. And actually, it was commenting, Jimmy, on the Shane Boyd show. He's a great show today, never disappointed. He goes, Terry Page, you ready for this, Jimmy? No shoulder surgery because of her services. Think about that. Blessings beyond measure. When I returned to my doctor and shared the story, they are interested in her application. He does a prayer, does a heart, he does a prayer, he says, I care. And I've sent back, wow, that's great. He said, I value and appreciate you sharing her services. Here's the drawback of Terry. You ready for this? The only drawback is she always stays booked. That's the good thing. I'm on a waiting list when someone cancels. That's okay. I will wait to secure a spot. That's about as good as it gets. When we started the show, she had a lot of holes in her schedule. And she's tightened her schedule. And it's tough to get in because she is that good. 859-373-0578. 859-373-0578. The Alan Cutler Show on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. And on the ESPN Lexington app. Presented by Republic Bank. At Don Franklin, we're more than a group of car dealerships. We're hardworking, everyday people of Kentucky. We strive daily to give 110% to our customers, our employees, and our families. We are committed to providing everyone with a safe and reliable vehicle. And we continue our tradition of supporting our local communities. At all 24 dealerships across Kentucky, we will treat you like family. Don Franklin Family of Dealerships, we are Kentucky. Damn, set. Corn dogs coming in for the boat. Rick, what are you doing? I'm practicing my snack plays for the next football game. Well, in that case, Uncle Rick, stop by any Clark's Pub and Shop and pick up Uncle Ray's potato chips, eight ounce bags, two for five dollars, or Lifesaver or Skittles gummies, regular size bag, two for six dollars. Don't get sidelined without your supplies this football season. Clark's Pumping Shop. Return. Refresh. Refuel. 
Houchins Insurance Group is proud to partner with Auto Owners Insurance, a company that provides opportunity for independent agents to make insurance simple for their clients, offering risk management services that range from a renter's policy for your college student to home and auto coverage for your entire family. Houchins Insurance Group assures you that nobody works harder to keep you protected from life's uncertainties. Reach out to AJ Boss or Zach Bennett at 859-263-2771 to see if Auto Owners Insurance makes sense for you. Overdraft fees? More like no overdraft fees. With a simple access checking account from Republic Bank, you don't have to worry about overdraft fees because there are none. But there's more. Simple access checking may allow you to access your direct deposit up to two business days early and gives you the convenience of a Republic Bank MasterCard debit card. Learn more at republicbank.com simple. It's just easier here. Member FDIC. Lexington area weather. Another hot and humid day in the forecast for your Tuesday afternoon highs reaching right around 90 degrees. We'll see some clouds moving in for the afternoon and evening as well. Should stay dry today, but that changes tomorrow. Isolated to scattered showers and thunderstorms on Wednesday, bringing us some cooler air for the rest of the week. I'm ABC 36 Storm Team Meteorologist Dylan Gooday. Sports wagering is coming to Kentucky, and the bottom line with Brad Taylor is ready. Tune in weekdays at 2 on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Back to No Filter Radio with Alan Cutler. Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Google, Monday through Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, as I introduce Christian all, Chris, one, let me apologize. It was my big mouth that went long on my monologue, and I didn't even get through 25% of my monologue. Seriously. And if I, if I kept on breathing, it would have been 130, wouldn't have had you on, and I want you on. So, one, let me apologize to you. And, two, I'm changing your name or giving you a middle name. Are you okay with that? What is it? Well, see, are you suspicious of me, Christian Ault, great former linebacker of Kentucky? Yeah, me. This no, no, is – no, no, what, what is it? No, no, this is – I feel like I'm not getting the love that you're suspicious of me. <laughs> I only love my mama <laughs> and my wife. Ooh, oh, you were a little Ooh. slow. You were a little slow on that. I know it. I, I, I'm sorry. Chris, after all we haven't been through together, you don't trust me. Oh, you know I trust. You. I know. Are you ready for this? And you're going to like it. How about that? I, I should have told you that first, but it's more fun this way. Every time, what's that? You could have led with that. You I, don't like it. Yeah, I, it, yeah, you know, it wouldn't have been as much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to call you Chris 482 Chenault. Are you okay with that? Explain. Well, you had 482 tackles, and you don't get enough love. You don't get enough respect. You should have been in UK Athletics Hall of Fame forever ago. I'm on your side. I'm the guy that went crazy that you should have been in the Hall of Fame. Maybe it's a coincidence this is the time you got in. But 482, people need to understand what the hell you did. Yeah, that was a lot. Uh that was the Southeastern Conference back then. It was what three yards in the dust. Yep. Uh, hardly ever passed. So it was boom, boom, boom. So you okay with that? Can I say Chris four eighty two Chenault is kind enough to join us? Yeah, I can take that because I can explain that real good. <laughs> you love me. You love me again. Oh, I'm not your mother yeah. or your wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seriously though, I, I, I'm all seriousness. You just didn't get enough respect, and there's a lot of guys, and I get it. When you played, there were no face masks. I, I understand that, Chris. No response. Wow. It, it, it was like it was no, uh, it wasn't, 
that wasn't after that. You know, I'm, I mean, we playing football, and if you get on what was it TBS back then? Yeah, you was doing good because I take those games. I don't, I don't think I have those VHS tapes now. But uh, once you get on that, I thought uh, locally I could have deserved a little bit more uh, publicity. But uh, when you're not having a winning season, everybody just you know wait for the next season. Yeah, hey, well, it's it's just not the same. It just is what it is. Okay, so you watched the team on Saturday. What was your instant reaction? C plus. I mean, it's Ball State. I expected a, uh, the game to be, uh, you know, not close at all. Big play, a sloppy on offense a little bit. I thought they could have thrown the ball to the tight ends more. I saw many a times he was wide open. Uh, I thought the special teams, like I said, was A plus. Linebacker crew was good. The defense was getting together, but they haven't gelled yet. And as far as the quarterback, all that's going to come, like you said, it's the first game. Well, I got a couple things on Leary. Um, did I think he played great? Hell no. He only missed one pass in the second half. And, and not because I have hyped him like crazy and not because I'm so excited to see him. Uh, he missed a few passes. There were a few drops, which happened, and some guys ran the wrong routes. Uh, I don't know if he was nervous or he hadn't played in a long time or a combination of all the above. Uh, I thought he was disappointing, but I'm not down on him for a second. Oh, no. First game, that's the pitch and catch thing. Him and the receivers, that timing will come. And that's just like once you get that groove and you're in that zone, it's like you're walking in the room and somebody turned on the light. I, I can't remember. I can't remember when uh, going from one season to the next is his first year at UK. Each game he's going to improve. Come on now, Chris. When Stoops is hired, if somebody would have told you, or me, by the way, that people will be complaining and moaning and I'll use, won't use the word starts with a B. Can I use that word, Jimmy, or no? Probably shouldn't. Yeah, I'm not going to use the word. I think people can figure out what it is. If, if people would complain as much as they're complaining about a 30-point win, when he was hard, oh, people would go, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I find it's interesting how the bar's raised and – First of all, they got screwed out of a touchdown. I'll ask you about that in a second. I know they got screwed out of a touchdown. And so they didn't play well. And I think like some of the kids, like Burton, first day at center. Okay, I got to think he's going to be much better in game four. I think the kid's got all kinds of potential. But to expect him to have the experience, he had to make the line calls and this, that, and the other thing. His head had to be spinning. I don't care if it's Ball State. And thank goodness they didn't play Alabama the first game. Yeah, that center's like uh... – the quarterback and uh, the defensive linebacker. And I watched Burton since he was at, what, Frederick Douglass High School. What do you think of him? And, yeah, and he, he, he's going to be all right. I'm still skeptical on some of the plays, but I'm I, like you said, people are spoiled right now. I remember when, uh, as long as we didn't get blown out by the Floridas and Alabamas, they were fine. Now you got the winning thing going on, and I like this new culture. They don't. They, I don't want to settle – six and five anymore i want to at least go to a bowl game every year at the most but not repeat the same bowl game every year i think stoops was ticked off saturday i kind of liked it he was surly i kind of liked it <laughs> come on it's okay um first of all uh you know they had one scoop and score on the second scoop and score when they blow the play dead i spoke to a former big time official and that official was not happy that the that the play was blown dead. And, and well, he was right there. We could see it. I mean, that's 
the crowd went crazy, and then I watched every replay I could, and it was it was out so soon, and he scooped it. And like you said, that's a momentum thing. You break someone's heart and back with that play. That game could have been uh, far worse for uh, Ball State, but uh, like you said, it's the officials' first game too. Yeah, but that's an instinctive play, Chris. I- I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to – you know, I get the officials have a tough job. When people say that, if you can't do it, don't do the job. I can't do it. Because I've I, you know, years ago, Fisher said, well, what did you do, Cutler? And I said, I'm not good enough. They said, don't complain. I'm sorry. I know what I see. Seriously. You know, That's true. I, I, you know, I got it. Go ahead. It'd be one thing if I said, well, I could do a better job. What kind of crap is that? I know I couldn't do a better job. But that's an instinctive play. And, and Chris, I'm, I'm going to strongly disagree. I don't give a rat's if it's the first game. That should be instinctual. I mean, that—that's what you do. You're in. The, you want to be nervous before the first game. I got no problem with that. Once the once the the, the balls kicked off, officials and little different players. You're in the mode. You're in their thing. That's I, I, Chris. You're. Oh, I'm disappointed in you. No, no. I have a friend as an official, and I actually officialed one game, one time, but it was basketball. I got caught up in watching the game and missed the call, and that's what I thought he did. He saw a good play. And he watched the game instead of doing his job. Okay, hang on, Chris. Hey, hang on. I got too much respect for you. Hang on, Chris. No, 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 no. You are not getting away with this. You, no, 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 no. Even if you never talk to me again. No. Stop it. The fact that you got caught up in the game, you officiated one game, I could see that. Chris, if you decided to become official, you would have trained yourself, and after you had some experience, you never would do that. You wouldn't do it. I, I, I know oh, you I would, too well. I, I would never be official. I can't stand them, but I have friends <laughs> that's that are That's not the point. You're not listening. <laughs> I have friends that are official, and I'm not going to go to barbershop and listen to that. I represent everybody, whether they're here or not. Yeah. Oh, come on, Chris. I'm, I didn't think I'd ever be disappointed in you like this. Chris, if you no, tra- you'll, you'll, you'll get over it. You'll get over it. <laughs> of course I will. You think I'm losing, <laughs> you think I'm losing any sleep tonight, Chris? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so but now you hear me out. Chris, if you trained as an official, first of all, I get that you don't want to be one. That's fine. I think you'd have been a really good official. My point is, had you been an official, you would not have made the rookie mistake of just watching the game because you officiated one game. You'd be too good. I- I'm actually giving you love and respect, and you're throwing crap at me. Well, you forget uh... – I'm trying not to say anything negative before I get into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, I wasn't born uh, yesterday, so as far as criticizing them right now, now you call me after that, we'll talk. No filter. <laughs> then why did I have you? I, I thought it was smart. First of all, I wanted to have you on anyway, just talking about football. And, and, and to give you a little mazel tough and congratulations, how did I know you turned out to be a wimp before going in the Hall of Fame, Chris? Hey, I've been through this before in my life, but like I said, I've been outspoken my whole life. I know. And if you watch my Facebook, hey, I'm too close now. Alan, I'm too close. Okay. Okay. You know what? I, I will humbly, humbly decide to take it back. So I got a uh, one of my best friends in college is calling me right now. Of course, he's in Oregon. Doesn't know I'm on the air. Hey, Z, I'll call you back later. Um, <laughs> got to be relaxed about it. Um, okay. Should I give you a pass on that? Have I been too mean Please to you? Do. Okay. Okay, Chris. I, I you're right. I, I'm being too no filter on you. Seriously. That is true. Um, Go ahead. But but that's you expect that from me. And like you're not gonna be no filter with me? Come on, Chris. Um oh, no. 
I don't think you can tell squat from Saturday, except I honestly believe they're going to get a lot better. That's my take on this. And most of the things that went bad, I'm kind of going, hmm, okay. So I'm looking for things. For example, Khalil Saunders. He made a couple of tackles. Oh, my gosh. Big man on the line, runs on the other side, runs a guy down. He made a couple tackles. It was like, wow. So I'm looking for new players who jump out or players are taking a step up to see what they do. And I think you saw some glimpses of that, and I thought that was really good. And he's not the only one. Yeah, I saw that because uh, Saunders, that's 92, correct? Yeah. I think that's the kid out of Alabama. He was over the field. I like their corners. Uh, I like their reaction time as far as on defense. I mean, defense is always is the top notch, but it's it's basically when them getting the field, and I'm watching the line where most people are watching where the ball carrier is going. I'm looking at the corner, seeing if it, when someone goes down, is there eight people around the ball or is two guys making a tackle and everybody's stopping and watching. That's what I like to see. And I saw all that coming together. Uh, it's like you had, if he escaped one tackle, you had the people coming out, one punching the ball, one making sure the guy goes to the ground. Defense is going to be there. Like you said, the uh, offense is going to come, but like you said, the SEC is where we prove our point. I can't tell you. From what I saw, it seemed like there was really good speed on defense. And, and I was trying to remember what it looked like when Stoops got here. Not very good. They are tons faster, and it's like there was nobody slow on the field. I, I, I thought the lateral quickness was good. I thought guys were running to the ball. I thought the team speed on defense was good. Did you see it that way? Yeah, the team speed, the height, the fitness, uh, you didn't see the I saw uh the substitution, they went a little bit into their uh second team. I saw uh number fourteen play made a good tackle. Uh I think it's um I'm going blank on you. Bryant. I think it's Ty Bryant uh, at Alexington. Another Frederick Douglas. Looks like they've taken over the football thing in Lexington right now. But the defense I like the depth. Uh, I like to see more of the inside play, more stunting on certain plays. Uh, I know they made up some uh, when they first came down. I'm, I'm like a three playing out guy, and I look for the individuals there. But the people going in the huddle and getting everybody riled up is what I like. I like when they go to the sidelines. Like you said, Stoops, he's loud and aggressive. He was on that sideline, and uh, that's the type of coach I like because you can you basically represent what your coach is going to do. His the way his uh, demeanor is and the way they react. They're aggressive, then they know how to calm down. I didn't see any stupid penalties. Uh, Christian Ault, kind enough to join us for a couple more minutes. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame in just a minute. By the way, you're right, it is Ty Bryant. Uh, okay, the stunting and stuff. You know, I, I just kind of thought Amar Stewart, who's done a just wonderful job, it's it really nice to have a guy who played at your school, who comes back to coach at your school, and as good of a coach as he is. That's you know, that's a pretty good deal. Um I, I kind of thought he was just doing like what the offense was doing. They're holding stuff back because they don't want to show things if they don't have to against the Ball State. I kind of figured if you have to let everything loose against Ball State, you're going to have a long year. Yeah, uh, most of that goes basically on offense, but on defense you're reacting to what their offense is doing. Uh, you still want to get in and see what you got. I mean, if I got a brand-new car, I'm going to test every little button on it the first time I take it out. Uh, I'm not going to show everything. I'm definitely not going to uh, go offensive and, and, and hit them with trick plays and uh, certain plays we're going to run on that type of defense. 
But uh, as far as defensively, I like I like where they're at. I think they uh, got to get those second team guys in there a little bit more, get that experience while you get the ball states. Because when you get late in the game and playing the Southeastern Conference, that's when the fourth quarter comes down. Those guys got to play valuable minutes. You're going into the Lexington African American Sports Hall of Fame. Um, it's is it Saturday night? I think it's uh, that one's September the twenty third. Okay, I th- what did I think it was Saturday night? My bad. Um, tell me what that means to you. Um, when they call, it was it was the first uh, time I've been into a Hall of Fame as an individual, not in the sports. I mean, I still got the track record, Henry Clay, but football is where my heart is. Uh, I was humbled. Uh, I've done several interviews for him, and I'm planning on being in a parade this Saturday. But that's my uh, own culture recognizing me. Even though you're not have been recognized nationally, we see you. And that's all I wanted, someone to see me. I didn't want to run through life just existing and not making a mark. Uh, that wasn't one of my goals. I reached it, uh, and then my blessings kept coming the following week where I got into UK's Hall of Fame. Uh, not just their football Hall of Fame, but just sports-wise. And I'm always a character guy, and I think uh, I'm going to brag on myself. I think I deserved it. Uh, as long as it came and my grandkids can see it. And more importantly, I think I appreciate it more now because the conversation building up to it was uh, the best thing. It's like when you're looking forward to buying a, brand new TV or new car. Once you get it, that's fine, but finding it, picking it out, which color do you want, all that makes it worth it. And uh, the struggles of uh, uh, not getting in and being, uh, you know, not recognized like some of these other guys. I mean, I didn't have a great pro career, none of, at all mostly, but as far as college, I think I took it to the limit and did everything this body uh, would allow me to do. And uh, I can say... Uh, I'm humbled and I'm proud, and uh, when I look back, I can say I can rest on uh, my Lord. Well, you can, and you earned it. And, and the crazy part is, the following week—that's when you go into UK Athletics Hall of Fame. September's a hell yeah, of a mo- September's a hell of a month. I mean, you know what? No. You better be careful because that tuxedo might not fit with all the banquets you're doing. <laughs> I know. I swim every day, and I'm watching what my uh, what I'm eating. And okay. Day I have chicken breast, green beans. And greens, I'm I'm watching. I'm not gonna go up there and have that little side view and say, "Oh, he's living a good life." I'm gonna look like I can still play. <laughs> good for you, Chris. Seriously, good for you. You swim every day? Oh yeah. When I I'll get out from work, I jump in the swim spot. I do at least an hour. And if I'm not swimming, I'm back there with a margarita in my hand watching TV. Okay, that's a that, that, that's training too, you know. Yeah, it is. Those, uh, what is it, 12-ounce curls, 6-ounce curls? <laughs> so you're saying your wrist is strong, right? Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> From drinking. From, From drinking. That's, that's okay. Um, good okay. for you for swimming. All right, last thing. Um, I, I, I don't feel any better or worse about this football team from Saturday. I got, like, no reaction. I actually like the reaction that they weren't happy. And so – you know, with all due respect, they'll beat EKU, and they should be 4-0, maybe 5-0. And if they are 5-0, then we're going to see how good they are. I, I'm going to guess you see it the same exact way. Exactly the same way. We've been down these 4-5-0 and routes, and then we hit the SEC. SEC tells you what you're made of. Uh, we can think who we are all we want to until we – 
get off that porch and go where the big boys are. We've been in that yard. It's time to stand up and not get back on that porch. And how about the Florida losing and LSU losing? Man, it's been a bad week. I said transfer portal. Did you see Duke beat Clemson? Yeah, I was rooting for they, Duke. And I just beat, they whooped their butt. I watched that game, and Duke looked fast, and that's so, so basketball school. But that pro, football program is coming out. Uh, I never thought I'd see a day where Dukes had better skilled people than Clemson. That That's the part. And, the, and everybody who had the ball, they could run. They knew what to do with the ball. They could shake and bake. I mean, they were strong. It was kind of like, woo. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily. It was the shake and bake. It's like they're running and thinking what this guy. And that's when I played running back. That's the same thing. I know this guy's going to try to cut me off the sideline. You go there, you fake it. That's a taking man game. I guess that's why they're at Duke. But uh, they dominated that game, and that surprised me. It's going to be a good football season. Yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, two things. Mazel tough on the two Hall of Fames you're getting into this week, this month. Uh, appreciate you coming on, and I am really humbly apologize for being so rough on you. No, I like it, bro. You know, I'm a linebacker. Uh, when they took dodgeball out of high school, we went downhill as a nation. So bring back dodgeball and talk to me any way you want to because you're going to get it right back next time. Hopefully you'll join me in a couple weeks. Oh, most definitely. I look forward to it. Hey, and, and I look, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your knowledge, and, and I'm proud of you going to both Hall of Fames. And they didn't give you nothing, dude. You earned it. And, you know, the odd thing about it is my life continues because now I'm on the way to the gun range to qualify for the state police. I have to do that every four months. Okay. So life stays busy. There you go. Hey, Chris, thank you, man. I wish wish you Godspeed and keep on eating the green beans. Oh, you already know. God bless. You too, man. God bless. Chris Chenault, is he great or what? <laughs> Jimmy, is he special? He is special. He's always been like that. He was like that the first time I interviewed him in Henry Clay. I'm not kidding you. I agree with what he said about dodgeball. Bring it back. We've gone downhill since then. And the real dodgeballs, not the little squishy ones. Yeah. The real, the four square balls. Bring those back. That's what we need. You know, I'd like to disagree with both of you guys, but I can't. I have to agree with you 100%. Uh, I'm going to mention a couple quick things before we go to a break. Uh, Daryl Bird runs a cat's boss coming up in a couple minutes. Uh, then tomorrow, Wednesday, Scott Bowley. Father of Cutter, going to be in the studio. Greg Stottlemyre, um, I always forget, 40-something years, he's been the play-by-play man. And I keep on saying he needs to be honored. We, it needs to be a street named after him. So Greg's done a spectacular job at EKU. He'll join us with Kentucky playing EKU. Uh, then on Thursday, I'm going to build it this way. Most people would say, wouldn't you, that you say Kenny Rice is coming in, which is great, right? No. No, it's rags. And Kenny Rice. His dad is now getting top billing. They're great. They're both great. And and Kenny's being honored nationally for his work in horse racing, which is it's just beautiful. I'm proud of him. It's long overdue. He's done an amazing job. Uh, Vinny Hardy, who's uh, very strong on his podcast with UK Football, he will join us on Thursday. And then uh, Jerry Blanton. Do you remember Jerry Blanton? And if you don't, I'm okay with it because he was before you were born. I don't think so. Jerry Blanton was a stud a stud on that 77 UK team. How about being a defensive lineman and, and his claim to fame, and he's proud of it. I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a – I've seen the film. I obviously didn't cover it. It's before I came to Lexington, but I've seen the tape. There was a, a speedy running back trying to go for an 80-yard touchdown, and uh, this is a defensive lineman, right? Jerry Blanton caught him. Yeah. Seriously. 
played in the NFL. Just a good dude. I mean, he and Derek Ramsey are like that. Um, then maybe I'm going to ask Hal McCoy to join us also on Friday. And also on Friday, Brad Taylor going to be a regular day before Kentucky plays. So looking forward to that. Anyway, uh, Christian Alt, you're great. Mazel Tuff, two Hall of Fames. How cool is that? Two Hall of Fames. And earned them both and deserves being in both. I'm happy for you. Alan Cutler, 1300 AM, 92.5 FM. The Alan Cutler Show on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM and on the ESPN Lexington app. Presented by the Don Franklin Family of Dealerships. Damn, set. Corn dogs coming in from the Rick, what are you doing? I'm practicing my snack plays for the next football game. Well, in that case, Uncle Rick, stop by any clerk's pumpkin shop and pick up Jack Link's 3.25-ounce jerky, two for $10, or Hostess single-serve snack cakes, two for $3.50. Don't get sidelined without your supplies this football season. Clark's Pumpkin Shop. Return, refresh, refuel. At Don Franklin, we're more than a group of car dealerships. We're hardworking, everyday people of Kentucky. We strive daily to give 110% to our customers, our employees, and our families. We are committed to providing everyone with a safe and reliable vehicle, and we continue our tradition of supporting our local communities. At all 24 dealerships across Kentucky, we will treat you like family. Don Franklin Family of Dealerships, we are Kentucky. Houchins Insurance Group is proud to partner with Auto Owners Insurance, a company that provides opportunity for independent agents to make insurance simple for their clients, offering risk management services that range from a renter's policy for your college student to home and auto coverage for your entire family. Houchins Insurance Group assures you that nobody works harder to keep you protected from life's uncertainties. Reach out to A.J. Boss or Zach Bennett at 859-263-2771 to see if Auto Owners Insurance makes sense for you. Overdraft fees? More like no overdraft fees. With a simple access checking account from Republic Bank, you don't have to worry about overdraft fees because there are none. But there's more. Simple access checking may allow you to access your direct deposit up to two business days early and gives you the convenience of a Republic Bank MasterCard debit card. Learn more at republicbank.com simple. It's just easier here. Member FDIC. Ah, summertime. Time for relaxation and not a care in the world. Can it get any better? You're darn right it can. Send those kids out to school. Tell the better half you'll see them in the spring and strap yourselves in for six months of football with the return of the weekend line with Brad Taylor. Sports gambling is here, and nobody in Lexington gets you ready for a day of football gambling like the weekend line with Brad Taylor. Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN Radio, 92.5, 1300. W223-CV, Lexington. ESPN Sports Radio, 1392.5. WLXG, Lexington, an LM Communications Broadcasting Station. The only no-filter sports show in Kentucky. It's the Alan Cutler Show with award-winning TV sportscaster Alan Cutler. Up the middle. Backhand lost by Steer. Taylor Cruz got her fire. Got him. That's teamwork. What a recovery. Oh, this is the typical one for six. <laughs> Put out right here. Okay, I've seen this. You've seen this, right, Jimmy? A ball bounces off a player. Shortstop or second baseman picks it up, throws the first base. It's close and make the play. Yeah. Not a lot, but we've seen it. 
I've only been watching baseball for, oh my gosh, I don't even want to say it. Really? 65 years plus. I have never seen the ball ricochet off of two people. When I say ricochet, go off two people and the guy out at first. And is there another shortstop on this planet that could have thrown out the runner than Cruz who throws harder than the pitcher? I don't think so. <laughs> go out on a limb and say no. So maybe it, uh, I think uh, in his prime, Manny Machado, he could make that. He well, could he, make that he play. Had, he had a hell of an arm. Yeah. I don't think it's that good, but close. That's yeah. g- good guess. Let's put it that way. I mean, I'd like to see it. So I had to see that play twice to appreciate it. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I I really did. So the guy on the mound, this is such a beautiful story. Michael Marriott. I mean, the scouts for the Reds deserve a ton of credit. I can't read the names of some of the teams he's played for since 2016. He's been playing baseball all over the world. Did you hear what he's about to do? And he's going to talk about it. His agent convinced him to keep on playing. Last time he was in the big leagues was a cup of coffee in 2016. He's played in Mexico, everywhere you could think of he's played. Independent leagues, the whole thing. His agent talks him into playing this year. His wife has been, it sounds like, amazingly supportive. So he says, okay, if I don't get called up by this date, I'm taking the the family to Hawaii and I'm just going to quit. The day before... Jimmy, the day before he could cancel his tickets for free, guess what happened? What's that? Reds called him up. That gave me a chill. And I don't know if he's going to stay. They have had 39 pitchers. I I, I almost can't conceive a 30. By the way, it's not the Major League record. It's 100 to 1 they're going to break the Major League record. Major League record is 40 with Seattle in 2017. I can't imagine what that front office has gone through. First of all, how about Louisville? Nobody thinks about Louisville. You call these pitchers up, you know, you send them back down. They can't pitch. Like Kennedy was supposed to start yesterday, but they were desperate, so he had a pitch on the day before. So he, he throws too many pitches. He was worthless to them. Not worthless as a person, but worthless because he couldn't start the next day. He threw too many pitches. He goes to Louisville. It's not like he can pitch in Louisville today, right? He can't. So they keep on, you know, everything is for the big club, and that I get that. But I wonder how many times we're – Louisville skipper Kelly's been there forever. He's been on the show. He's a hell of a skipper. Should have been a big league skipper. Neither here nor there. A lot of guys in AAA should have been big league skippers. But the point is, I'm sure he's he's done this a lot. Scratching head, do I have six pitchers for tonight? <laughs> Seriously? How many times do do they have three pitchers that can't pitch because over a two-day period they've been sent down because they, they can't pitch yet? Then maybe the day after they can pitch because they're a relief pitcher. The point is, it's nuts. The day before he could cancel the tickets, for free, and end his career. The Reds called him up. Doesn't that get to you? Yeah, that's that's sports. Yeah, and so Kennedy, who I just talked about, he was playing for the Long Island Ducks. I, I, I saved the list, and I was going to try to read it. They put a graphic up on Bally Sports that was really good. They even used it on SportsCenter. The point is, I can't pronounce some of the names of, of the teams he played on. I don't know how he's made ends meet for his family. I mean, some of the places he's played, they're not making any I mean, they're making nothing. Bupkis. I mean, nothing. Anyway, so this is Michael Marriott after the game where he pitched a couple innings, 
and he did a really nice job, and it's no question going to be the highlight of his career. How's it feel, though? Feels great. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been seven years since I've pitched in the big league, so uh, I mean, I'm just happy to be here. You know, <laughs> just uh, competing, and um, it feels good. It feels good to be in a winning clubhouse. Uh, the atmosphere down in AAA is great too. So uh, I just, I just enjoy being here. With all that in mind, is this why you hold on to the dream? Oh, 100%. 100%, yeah. I mean, obviously you have to love the game of baseball to play this long, but the guys in the clubhouse really is what does it for me. Um, I just enjoy being around the guys, hanging out, even off the field too. Uh, but definitely, it's definitely why you keep playing. Obviously, good outing, but there was some tension there. You had that two-out ride, jam, we got it runners in second, third, time run up. You had to get some big outs in this game as well to kind of keep the game where it was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's that's all I was trying to do is, you know, eat up some innings and, and you know, put up some zeros. Unfortunately, it wasn't all zeros, but, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to do is try to try to get through some innings, help out the bullpen, and I'm glad I was able to at least get a, a couple out, uh, couple of innings. Yeah. What was the conversation like, you know, in the offseason, deciding to give it another year and keep going? Uh, it was tough. Um, I... I, my agent kind of convinced me to go play indie ball. I, I was kind of, you know, thinking, teetering the thought of, you know, just hanging them up and going back to indie ball. I mean, thank God I did, you know. Um, and it's just crazy that the, you know, a little backstory going into indie ball. I said I told my agent on this date if I don't get picked up by either MLB affiliate or Mexico or Asia. Uh, I'm going to retire and go to Hawaii with my family. <laughs> so came down to it a week before the day that I told them I was going to start and then uh, start on the road and then make one more start at home and call it quits and fly out the next day to Hawaii. And the last day I had to cancel all the plans was the day that the Reds called and signed me. So somebody was looking out for me. Um, but yeah, it was this has been a roller coaster, but it's, it's been awesome. Is there one person or a first person you want to call and just talk about, you know, how you felt and what it was like? I mean, my wife, which fortunately she's here, but definitely my, my parents. Yeah. Is that a great story? <laughs> the All-American story is alive. God bless him. All the places he's traveled to and been to, perseverance, determination, never say die, so he thought about quitting. How many people think about quitting? That, that Thinking about it and doing it is two different things. <laughs> Golly gee, 39 pitchers. The record is 40. Uh, don't forget, coming up at 2 o'clock, it's uh, Brad Taylor, who will join us on Friday to give his two cents on Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky with the betting angle. And he's got a new book you can get on Amazon, Side Hustle. He's a really interesting guy. It's all about betting. And you know you talk about getting in the right avenue at the right time as gambling is becoming so big finally as far as being able to do it. Everybody should do it responsibly, but being able to do it, uh, I'm looking forward to reading it, and you can get it on Amazon like my book, Cut to the Chase. Um, pleased and amazed as many people are still buying Cut to the Chase. The stories in it are spectacular, really are. Coming up, and you have said that in reviews, how good you like the story, so I appreciate that. Coming up, the man who runs the cat's paws, Daryl Bird. 
the great story he recently did, and yeah, his two cents on the cats. Coming up next, 859-533-0914-859. Take this number down. 533-0914. Acupuncture. Ramon Cariega. Blue Lotus Health. Not too far from the studio. Chinese medicine. Been around for thousands of years. You think it stood the test of time? Yeah, they put needles in you. But what it can do, and I use this line because it's like perfect for the spot. As he says, well, the only things we do not treat is AIDS, cancer, and surgery, maybe dentistry. Think about all kinds of things. He's helped women get pregnant. Seriously. It's myopathy. Foot pain, hand pain, arm, neck, shoulder, low back, all kinds of pains, low energy, confusion, headaches. Nothing is perfect. Acupuncture, I think, is amazing. It's not waving a magic wand. It's medicine in a way that, because it's so natural, I don't understand. Acupuncture, 859-533-0914. The Alan Cutler Show on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM and on the ESPN Lexington app. Presented by Republic Bank. At Don Franklin, we're more than a group of car dealerships. We're hardworking, everyday people of Kentucky. We strive daily to give 110% to our customers, our employees, and our families. We are committed to providing everyone with a safe and reliable vehicle. And we continue our tradition of supporting our local communities. At all 24 dealerships across Kentucky, we will treat you like family. Don Franklin Family of Dealerships, we are Kentucky. Down, set, high. Corn dogs coming in for the board. Rick, what are you doing? I'm practicing my snack plays for the next football game. Well, in that case, Uncle Rick, stop by any Clark's Puppin' Shop and pick up Uncle Ray's potato chips, eight-ounce bags, two for five dollars, or Lifesaver or Skittles gummies, regular size bag, two for six dollars. Don't get sidelined without your supplies this football season. Clark's Pumping Shop. Return, refresh, refuel. When you're a Republic Bank customer, your financial life is always close at hand. The Republic Bank mobile app makes it easy to deposit checks, pay bills, and send money to friends and family from almost anywhere. Plus, you can view your transaction history, transfer funds, and even find the nearest banking center or ATM all from your mobile device. Republic Bank. It's just easier here. Message and data rates may apply from your wireless carrier. Member FDIC. Houchins Insurance Group is proud to partner with Auto Owners Insurance, a company that provides opportunity for independent agents to make insurance simple for their clients, offering risk management services that range from a renter's policy for your college student to home and auto coverage for your entire family. Houchins Insurance Group assures you that nobody works harder to keep you protected from life's uncertainties. Reach out to A.J. Boss or Zach Bennett at 859-263-2771 to see if Auto Owners Insurance makes sense for you. Lexington area weather. Another hot and humid day in the forecast for your Tuesday afternoon highs reaching right around 90 degrees. We'll see some clouds moving in for the afternoon and evening as well. Should stay dry today, but that changes tomorrow. Isolated to scattered showers and thunderstorms on Wednesday, bringing us some cooler air for the rest of the week. I'm ABC 36 Storm Team Meteorologist Dylan Gooday. You're the best SEC talk in America on the Paul Feinbaum Show with me, Paul Feinbaum. Weekdays 3 to 7 on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Back to No Filter Radio with Alan Cutler. Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Google, Monday through Friday. Fun day. Christian Alt was 
wonderful. Uh, we went crazy with a monologue about from education to Big Z and how stupid it is he's not already in Lexington to a cast of thousands. And now we will continue. And before I introduce Daryl, this is breaking news. Chris Mortensen, if you follow the NFL and you don't like Chris Mortensen for his knowledge and the nice guy that he is, you got a problem. He says, and he's been battling cancer for years, excited about another season, but it's time to reveal, after my 33rd NFL draft in April, I made a decision to step away from ESPN and focus on my health, family, and faith. The gratitude and humility is overwhelming. It's not a classic retirement. I'll still be here talking ball. It's just time. God bless you all. Adam Schefter, who's their partners, there's been no greater honor than to work with and learn from a man on ESPN's Mount Rushmore. He's been an exemplary husband, father, friend, and co-worker. He paved the way in this industry. He is a legend. Thank you for all you did for ESPN and so many more. Love you. I think that kind of says it all. Daryl Bird, I don't know how you follow that, but you better be good. Hello, Daryl Bird. <laughs> I can't follow that. I'm in trouble. <laughs> General manager of the Cats Paws and CatsPaws.com. Dude, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm great, uh, and, and I'm proud of you, dude, um, because in this world, as, as you know all too well, uh, to get an athlete on the side to get a conversation is like very difficult, not like the good old days, as you know. Right. And then to get the story you got on Ray Davis, um, I don't know what you put in for awards, but you should get an award for the story. And, and you really, you had a comment that was just Daryl's perfect, that he trusted you. See, I'm big on trust. With my big mouth, right. I think you know me a little bit. Trust was a <laughs> real key for me. And a lot of people couldn't see it because of my big mouth. And I can't help that. No, I don't care. But Trust is big for you, too. It's one of the reasons, although we come at it about as differently as possible, I respected you for how you go about your business, if you see where I'm coming from. And, and the fact that he, he trusted you, Daryl, that's a feather in your cap that's worth its weight in gold, and I hope the people who own your company realize how good of a story that was. I hope so, but you're you're right. The trust, is it blew me away once we started talking. I knew a little bit about it, and I knew he hadn't talked a whole lot from what I could find about the situation. And he was very open and very early on, we talked about a little bit of the situation and he looked at me, he said, and I used it in the story. He said, all you see are the failure stories with kids in the system. I want to be a successful story. And I want the kids in the system to see that and to realize, Hmm, if he can do it, I don't care how crappy my situation is. I can fight my way through this. Amen. And from that point forward, it's like he was laying it out in as much detail as he could, I guess, to maybe to make that story as good as he possibly could so that there might be some kid in the foster system that, that will see this, hopefully several will, and to, to be an inspiration to them. <clears throat> and it was very, very genuine. He's not doing this for, look at me, look what I did. This, this is all very genuine and thinking he can help some other kids find their way out of it as well. It was really impressive. Uh, just... As an outsider, because I don't know Ray, but I've read a bunch of stuff about him, obviously, and then your story was poignant. Um, I didn't get a sniff that he was doing this look at me. It was yeah. kind of like, I survived this. Hopefully, your situation is not as bad, but if I survive this, you can survive that. And it, I thought he was talking to you from the heart. 
He was, yeah, very much so. And it's tough to some of it's tough for him to tell, and some of it's tough to hear. And then, goodness, you've been my situation trying to write it was well. It took a long time, but it was it was worth the struggle because it was one of those where you're, I don't know if you've done this in your interviews, but rarely, but it does happen. You'll interview someone and you walk away from it going, oh my goodness, how do I do justice to this? Amen. <laughs> to what I was just told. Uh, guess how what? How can you possibly do justice to that story? I'm sorry for stepping here. I did it a different right. way. You know what I'd say to myself, sir, and then many times? Yeah. I can't screw this up. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. Same sentiment. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's really kind of like how you are and I am, actually, if you think about yeah. it. But yeah, it was just like, sentiment. no, this exactly. is too good. I, I can't screw this up. I, I have to do this. I have to do this person justice. I have to take, sometimes in reporting, you're actually taking care of the people, but you're not going to tell them and you don't want to tell them. You just want to do your job and hopefully they appreciate it, but it's not like, look what I did for you. You don't do that. It's kind of like, this is too good. I've got to do this right. And that's when you spend some time thinking. And, and you know what? I always, I call it the constipation. Okay. You have constipation about a story. It's not like you're stuck, but you're saying to yourself, okay, I have to do this right. I have mm-hmm. to do this the right way. So, yeah, it's a responsibility. And, 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 and yeah, you're probably going to get another story from this like this someday. I, I think you will. But that's not why you're doing it. You're doing it to do the right, right. thing. Daryl, as a compliment, can you give a synopsis? First of all, tell everybody where they can read your story. That's one. And how everybody can find you. And then, give a, without giving the story away, give me the... Give everybody out there the headline. So by saying that, they're going to want to read the story because, dude, it was a great story. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, first of all, it's on catspaws.com. Just search for Ray Davis. You'll find it there. With the, it's also the cover story on our latest glossy magazine if you want something tangible to keep with you. If, uh, some people might want this to hang on to it and show people they know. You can find that at, in Lexington. I know Joe Beth, Joseph Beth has them for sure. And, places around like that but the gist is it's a a, there was a 12 year old kid who spent two months as the only child inside a homeless shelter in san francisco and i asked him at one point i said how are you not the most bitter young man ever and he said this is he he said this is going to sound so cliche he said football saved my life i said really how how so he said because when he was in and out of the shelter and in and out of foster care, he was still playing peewee football in San Francisco. And he said, when I was on the football field, that's when everybody loved me. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was like he punched me in the stomach. The kid that nobody wanted and wouldn't come pick him up from the homeless shelter. If he was on the field, everybody there loved him. And he, he said, you know, when football ended, it made it really hard to go away from that. And he just clung to that and and fought his way through. He's going to play in the NFL. I hope, sure. I sure hope he does. He is. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't want to get away from your story. I don't want to be careful. I don't want to blow. I'm not saying he's the best running back in the history of Kentucky football. Right. Darrell, that's not where I'm coming from. I want you to tell me, because I've thought about this before asking you. Ready? So, I'm going to, Darrell, I'm putting you on the spot, but you're an old goat like me. You'll handle it. (laughs) I want you to tell me who... Now you've been covering UK football forever, like like I have. How many, when did you start? Nineteen seventy what? Oh, I think my first game may have been eighty or eighty one. Oh, so you're been, just a kid. I've been doing it nonstop since ninety seven. Okay, 
Okay, that was a little Don't big because I because I retired. Is that a little big there? I I got that was good, Daryl. You're you're quietly sneaky. Okay, seriously yeah. though, but the point is, his ability to see and his cutback ability mm-hmm. of finding a secondary hole. I'm not hyping this. Is spectacular. Yeah, he made really something good. out of nothing multiple times. Yep. Let me put it to you this way. Okay, I'm just going to lay it out. If I'm if I'm going to say no filter, I got to be honest. I'm not saying he's a better running back than Chris Rodriguez. Okay, I'm not saying that. Right. Chris Rodriguez couldn't have bounced those runs to the outside like he did with the quickness he did and see it the way he did. And by the way, I'm not saying Chris Rodriguez can't right. see. My point is, there's very few tailbacks that can do that, and I mean that. The can you remember anybody at Kentucky who could bounce like that that quickly when there was a wall and all of a sudden, boom, he's gone? Yeah, that, that's a good reach because we're so used to, and Chris Rodriguez didn't have to. He just ran through you because you were not going to tackle him. He got his same yardage, but but yeah, Ray Davis does it very differently. And I talked to him about when we were talking football and not, not his life story. He said, I have a... That I've been blessed with a good football IQ to see what's unfolding and to see it kind of taking shape before the ball's even snapped and to make his adjustments. And he told me something. I don't, I've never heard a running back tell me this. He said, I have to learn all five of my offensive linemen. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I have to know what they do well. I have to know what they struggle with so that if I'm running to them, I know I've got to adjust You know, plan A or plan B based on what he does well or what he doesn't do very well. And still make the play happen. That's think that's some of what we were seeing. He knew when to bounce that that thing out several times the other day and got ended up with over 100 yards rushing. But I never had a running back say, "I have to learn my linemen. I have to go out to eat with them. I have to know everything about them." It sounds like something a quarterback would say, not a, not a running back. You know, I've heard running backs say they want to eat with their linemen and hang out when we get to know them. I have never heard it put the way you just did. Never, yeah. never. Say, okay, it. so maybe this guy is. Really good at this. I know he's good at this, but not this. So maybe I have to cut right. this way. I've never heard mm-hmm. that, Daryl. That's <laughs> spectacular. Neither. That's really. Yeah. Oh my gosh! This. You know what he sounds like? A hell of a chess player. <laughs> that I don't know. He might be. Wouldn't surprise me if he put his mind to it. He could probably do it. If he put his mind to it, he could do it. And, yep. and what an engaging young man, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids. Love he after the game, I, I stuck around because he was. They interviewed him for the SEC Network. And he just kept posing for photo selfies with kids as he was leaving the field. He just he appreciates where he is and what the opportunity he's made for himself. Really, I mean, obviously, this is anybody. He was not handed anything. He's made this opportunity he has right now, and was just savoring it. And we wouldn't. We've been doing it. Maybe we're we're grizzled and whatever you call us, old people. And I think fans are too. They were like. Uh, it's it's ball state. It's the season opener. Okay, that's you know we have that every year. Blah blah blah. Ray told me before the year. He said, "I can't wait. I've never played in front of a full stadium. I was at Temple. No, I was at Vandy. No, he was in a prep school and at the end of high school. No, he'd never been had the chance to play in front of a huge crowd that was cheering them on, and he just couldn't wait to get out there and do that. You wouldn't think so. No, I wouldn't think no. so. That's interesting." Yeah, yeah. They don't get big crowds says, at Temple. They don't get big crowds at Vandy. No, but he can't wait to go back to Vandy. He did tell me that. I could see that. He can't wait. I can't see that. I mean, <laughs> let's put it this way: he put it on Kentucky last year. Yes, he did, and he let him know. 
Uh, yes, he did. And you know what? <laughs> Since he backed it up, that stuff doesn't bother me, you know, unless you're so obtuse it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he beat Kentucky. I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah. And yeah, I'm he, sure. he said they were they were giving him some hard time when he first got here. Blah blah blah. blah. He said he basically said scoreboard. <laughs> Let me remind you. <laughs> <laughs> he said the the argument ended really quick. I bet so. Yeah. Where's your comeback to that? Yeah, you don't have, you don't have one. Okay, no. so your analysis of the thirty point win that people are complaining about. And come on, Daryl, when you started, if somebody would have told you you would yeah. actually. Work long enough to see people complaining about a thirty-year win, thirty-point win. Excuse me. Yeah. What would you have said to that? Uh, that's stunning, isn't it? Where how far what Mark Stoops has done for the expectations of the program? Yep. It was just. It didn't look pretty. It was very choppy, like Mark kind of described afterwards. And it was when you get a, a touchdown from a kick return and a fumble recovery touchdown. Your offense isn't out there to to make it look nice and pretty and march down the field and. He said, wow, these guys are really in sync. It was very disjointed, I thought. And you know, it, just, it happens every now and then. You, you hope you don't see a repeat against Eastern. You hope you see some long, sustained drives, though. That's a blessing. Part of it, it's like, um, well, this is what you want to see, but you have guys capable of breaking off 90, 100-yard kick returns. That's a good thing. <laughs> so what if your offense can't get out there and, and look like a well-oiled machine? You're still putting points up on the board. But it, it is interesting to see the, where the expectation is. I, I wondered something. Okay, so, you know, granted, you got Brown going 1,000 yards on a return, right? Yep. Uh-huh. And you got right. a scoop and score, and they got screwed out of another scoop and score where yes, the officials they... blew the whistle when they shouldn't yep. have. And I get uh-huh. so you can't have drives that way. <laughs> but there was something else going on, and, and, and I don't know if Stoops didn't mention it on purpose because he's pretty careful, as you know, uh-huh. about oh, yeah. not complaining about a rule how many times we've both, you know, whatever it is, I have to adjust. Complaining about it does no good. You've heard right. him say that many times. Mm-hmm. I sure. wondered something else on top of the fact, okay, you got to return, not getting the ball as much. You got to scoop and score, not getting the ball as much. But, Daryl, the clock isn't stopping on so That's many right. more downs now. And I yep. was amazed that wasn't part <laughs> of the issue. You know, Chip Kelly at UCLA was complaining about the fact, hey, well, I couldn't get into a rhythm. I can't stand this. They're trying to shorten the game. We can't get into a rhythm. So I thought yeah. that would be part of the issue after the game, and I don't know if he's going to be asked about it, but I was surprised that wasn't asked. Yeah, you're right. It's it's making it – it's going to make it different, and they're just going to have – I mean, it doesn't mean you still can't have long, sustained drives. You just won't get to have as many of them when Al Mummy used to play – seven or eight hour football games it felt like those days are those days are over <laughs> i think that was the first time on a one o'clock game i sweated making my 620 sports yeah it yep. was just like really really yep. <laughs> when i first started covering uk football it was a one o'clock game <laughs> there was no problem I making your six o'clock sports That's we right. could drive it back to the station you couldn't Absolutely. edit the station it was okay <laughs> i i i would be home to see the sports you know what I mean? And then, then it's yep. like, uh-huh. sure. oh, my gosh, it's 4. It's 4.30. Quarter 5. Yep. It's 5.30. Yep. It's 26. We haven't started editing. We got a lot. To, it was just like, yep. how could this be? Yep. <clears throat> He's probably to blame for why they have put rules in shortening the game, letting the clock run more. I'm going to try to remember to ask him that next time he comes on. He'll just completely, yeah. He's to blame. We'll put it on him. You, you know, know what? It's all TV. It's getting way outside that three-hour window they 
they prefer to have for the broadcast. That's part of it. And the other part of it is they rain keep, that back in. Yeah, but I also think people don't want to sit for four and a half hours. But I, I no. do agree TV is part of the issue. That and the, the two 45 to three minute long commercial breaks in between every time there's a timeout. Yeah, it is too long. Maybe people watching the game don't know it, but if you're at the game, that is brutal. It feels like a 10-minute gap watching that clock count down from three minutes. Yeah, but see, the problem is you're working. You're not in the stands drinking beer. Good point. You might have a different attitude if you're in the stands drinking <laughs> beer and looking at it with a different perspective. Um, off the top of your head, and uh, Daryl Bird, kind enough to join us. Appreciate your time as always. Um, I'm looking for an individual player or two that just kind of stuck out. I had one in particular, I want you to go first, that I really, I mean, Wallace, I mean, he, he was unbelievable. Did it surprise me? No, was it unbelievable? Yes. I have somebody else in mind. I'm just curious if there's somebody you said, at least I wasn't expecting of this person, say, okay, doesn't matter if it's Ball State, this guy showed me something that would be? That we weren't expecting? No, yeah, so, some player that kind of, blo- you know, as you come on, you've done this forever. Kids blossom from one year to the next, and somebody makes a big step up. You know, right. and, and somebody went, oh, I didn't know he could do he do this because, you know, the training camp stories and the positive stuff and whatever. Right. But in True. a game, all of a sudden you see somebody do something and then maybe that continues. Was there anybody that hit you that way? I have one in mind, but I want you to go first. Not completely unexpected, but so much more impressive than even I thought it might be was Trevin Wallace, at linebacker. Okay. He played a lot last year because DeAndre was hurt, but... 12 tackles, and it wasn't just 12 tackles. It was if the play was at the far left of the field, he was in on it. If it was at the far right, he was in, he was everywhere. He was. Flying all over the place. But you, you can tell he has re- he realizes this is my chance. I've, I've been behind DeAndre and Jaquez. This is time for Trevor Wallace to make a name. And he is playing. I got a feeling he's going to be lights out all year. That's, that's the one on defense that, that jumped out to me. Not... I expect him to be good. I didn't really expect him to be that good. I kind of thought he'd be a star right away, but that's me. So uh, I'm going to give you one that shocked me. Is that okay? Sure. Khalil Sanders. Yep. He, he he made a tackle running from side to side. He made he only had a couple of tackles. But mm-hmm. his two tackles, <clears throat> Daryl, I'm going, oh, my gosh. Who is this kid? I mean, I know who he was, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Who is right. this kid? How did he do this? This, I mean, he he can move for a big man. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Wallace honestly did. I mean, did I predict Wallace would do this in game one? No, of course not. Did yeah. it surprise me? It really didn't, actually. Um, but Sanders, it was like to me a wow. It, it's funny you mention that because I, I remember talking to to Trevin Wallace earlier before the season about when we came in with a lot of hype. Right. I said, I said, what stunned you from day one? He said. How fast everybody he said there's no he said I'm at practice. I'm like, how is that big dude moving that fast? He shouldn't be able to run that fast. Yep. And he is. And I better be adjusting my game. And it's that's kind of what you're talking with Khalil, that he moves he was moving much better than someone that size should be able to. Yes. Actually, you know, and I'm I'm being a little careful because mm-hmm. it is ball state. Yes. I thought the team defense speed was a step up overall. I mean, a nice step up. Or mm-hmm. am I jumping too fast on that? Maybe. Give it a few more games, but it was good. It was every bit as good as last year or the year before. Brad White's just got it rolling, and he doesn't get the attention because 
Fittingly, everybody's losing their mind because Liam Cohen was coming back. And it's like Brad's just rolling it right along year after year. These guys are, are really good. Not just, I mean, all three, you know, the line, the backers, and back in the secondary. See, I think not only is Brad White good, but I think the guys who work for him, the yep. assistants, are all really good teachers. Mm-hmm. I think they got a really good teaching staff, and that's a credit to Stoops. Yes, it is. You're right. All right, last one. Um, yes, sir. Ivisic, not here, not looking good. Not looking good right now. Your take on it? Frustrating. I mean, it's particularly given where we are right now. I mean, stop calling it NIO. It's pay for play across the nation. Transfer four times, five times in a four year. It's, it's just nuts. And to say you're going to hold him back because of of academic or something on the academic side of it, like, just get real. I'm, they won't do it, but I, I'm, we were talking about it Saturday at the game, even not just this situation. I'm, I'm surprised coaches and administrators haven't reached the point of being, you know what, I'm playing him anyway. Stop me. What are you going to do, NCAA? You're not going to do anything. Now, this sounds more like internal. It's just, look at where we are. Let's stop it. Stop pretending that they're they're not getting any compensation whatsoever. These as close to employees as you can get without having the the union and all the contracts and all that stuff. But it's it's frustrating. I hope it works out for him. And he, he was a nice piece. If he if he doesn't get to play, it's not like you lost your your best center ever. He he's very much a European player, but seven two and plays like a wing. But it would have been a nice addition, especially if one of these two guys don't come back, which is historical. There's not a lot of good luck on the U.K. side as far as guys in boots coming back very quickly. We don't have that you got more guts than I do, Daryl. Blame. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. You've never what? freaked me out before. Well, good. Somebody <laughs> should. <laughs> <laughs> wow. First of all, you don't think – well, the first call I would make would be to Greg Sankey, you know, who's mm-hmm. who. I think he's the best and most powerful commissioner. Yeah, no doubt. I call to him. What would happen if we do this? So they mm-hmm. can they could forfeit games, right? They could say Probably. Kentucky. They could say Kentucky can't play in the NCAA tournament. They can say Kentucky, you can't play if you play the guy. Oh, potentially. It's frustrating. It, it almost seems almost seems silly that. You're going back and forth over an issue like this, given the landscape of all the other athletes in that locker room and what how they're being compensated and and where they're allowed to to move from school to school very easily. Have paycheck will travel. Have paycheck yeah, will travel. You know, That's right? Um, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders' son is a hell of a quarterback. Boy, what a start he has! I saw a report he's making $1.4 million driving a Rolls-Royce, and then he bought another car. The Rolls-Royce apparently is on the lease. Not the point. The, the point yeah. is it's pay for, you know, it's ridiculous. Look, yeah. is it your opinion? It's mine. There are kids, and more power to them. I said this starting out my monologue. There are kids who have gotten into schools like Kentucky who have had all kinds of issues and problems, and they've made exceptions for, and some of these kids have done great, and you have afforded them the opportunity of an education which can mm-hmm. change a lot. I, I think it's wonderful. Plus, as you know, he's going to go to the Cats, okay? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that Cats program that UK has is spectacular. What Bob Bradley and his staff did, Bob is now yeah. retired. It, this kid will change his life by going through Cats. 
Yep, you're right. And there's lots of lots of kids like that that who knows where they would be if they didn't get that one opportunity. Yep. Look, if he ends up playing against Kentucky and shows up at Rupp Arena, <laughs> can you imagine, Daryl? Oh no! I can, can you imagine? And I, and I can't imagine they'd boo the kid. It's not his fault. No, they won't boo the kid. I mean, I, this this is just this is just awful. I, it's like this is stupid for the sake of being stupid. Like we have a rule, and and we can't bend because if we bend, then why do we have an admission standard? I, I would right. be shocked beyond belief. And I bet there's some lovely people in the administration's department. I'd be shocked beyond belief if there aren't other young people, male, female, yeah. at the University of Kentucky who didn't have similar issues. They got in, and I bet many of them are doing great. You agree? Yeah, you wonder how many other foreign um, students on campus situation very similar, or like you said, maybe even more extreme. Who knows? All right, I got. Let me let me uh, throw this at you. So Cal gets this kid. Let's say he gets in plays really well. How much easier is it for now Cal to recruit in that part of the world? You take care of this kid, and all of a sudden, a whole part of the world opens up for John Calipari in recruiting. This kid mm-hmm. doesn't come here. How the hell are they ever going to go to Croatia again and recruit anybody? Yeah, if he can't get in oh, because of that, over some some situation, the university won't let him. Yeah, that would be, that'd be a big blow. You're right. See, my thing is, when Cal did a great job, he's done a great job in Canada, I never understood why Cal didn't go to Africa and also go to Europe to recruit players. And you could say, look at what he's done recruiting and stuff like that and whatever. I- I'm sorry, you can't tell me, and I'm not talking taking five guys from Europe every year, but you know what I'm saying, that occasionally there's a player in Europe that's better than somebody you drafted. Gee, he's needed some shooters. Stereotype here. Are there some good yeah. shooters in Europe? Mm-hmm. Few. It's like I said, you know, Patino will now, he just got one kid from Greece, skinny mm-hmm. kid, supposed to be a really good shooter. You think he's going to get another one someday because he sure. won the championship? Absolutely. I think I, if if I'm John Calipari, I am so ticked off it's off the charts. You're probably right. Anything else on your mind, sir? And I appreciate your time. And tell everybody again how to find that Ray Davis article. Folks, I'm telling you, if you haven't read it, stop what you're doing and read it. I appreciate that. It's the easiest way to find it to read right now is at catspaws.com. You have to do a little search, scroll down to find the Ray Davis story. But uh, the magazine is out as well. If you need something tangible you want to hang on to, that's how you can do it. I can't believe you you no-filtered Mr. No-Filter. You did it. Hmm. You got me. Wow. <laughs> hey, man. I think I'm done for the day. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think you made me done. Hey, Daryl, thanks, uh, man. I really appreciate right. it. Take care. See you, man. Daryl Bird, I, I'm telling you, if you haven't read the Ray Davis story, Jimmy, seriously. I was actually reading through it while you and him were talking. It's it's amazing. I don't I don't want to compare it to another story, but it sounds a lot like the like the Blindside story, in a way, where Ray Davis was you know he was homeless at 12 years old, basically living in a shelter underneath a hospital, in one room, Oof. and he couldn't basically he couldn't leave because he didn't have a home, so they wouldn't let him out of that shelter that he was in. It was basically like two rooms with a PlayStation and a VCR. It's pretty much all he had. Gee, you're not worth anything. You're in jail down here. Yeah, and when uh, when Daryl said the line of, I miss football because that was the only place where people loved me. Didn't that get you? Oh, man. You want to talk? As soon as I started reading this, I immediately said, Ray Davis is my favorite football player Yeah. right now. And how many times did he go to bed hungry? Oh, probably every night. 
And then to see him now, and he was one that in the spring they had him mic'd up, and he had the best personality, the yeah. funniest guy out oh, there. Oh, yeah. And isn't that always how it is? The guys that you don't know how much he's hurting, not now, but how much he is hurt in his past, but doesn't care. He just projects happiness. I got an easy theory on that. You know what it is? He is so happy and so appreciative. Oh, yeah. That he doesn't feel pressure like a lot of other people do. Yeah. As the expression, you know, what's pressure? Pressure is putting food on the table. Yeah. When you don't know how where the money's coming from. Pressure. How about this? Having a nice place to sleep. Yeah. And a room. Yeah. I mean, he could easily be in jail. Yeah. I don't care who you are, where you go. I don't care what you look like. I don't care skin color. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican. I don't give a rat's. The odds of that human being, anybody, going through that and not being in jail and not being bitter, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's incredible the type of human being he is at 12 years old and he has other siblings, which I don't want to give away everything in the story because right. you have to go read this yeah. story. It's not it's not pumping it up. This is one of the best sports stories you'll ever read. Uh, Daryl needs to win an award for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope this gets national attention because this could easily be a college game day story, 110%. I will be surprised if it isn't a game day story. Yeah, it needs to be. <clears throat> well, they pick up stories. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. read Daryl's story. Yeah. And, and I'll be shocked if ESPN doesn't do it. What I sincerely hope, though, is they give Catspaw some credit. Yeah. They probably won't. Probably right. I kind of think that's wrong, but that's me. Uh, do I think, look, uh, Slacks, who does a great job for sports information with UK football, uh, do I think she's pitched this to the SEC and ESPN uh, or Tony Neely? Do I think they've done it? Absolutely. Do I think... This is going to be jumped on. I will be shocked beyond belief if this. Look, this could be a great closing story on nightly news. Yeah, nightly news. Forget about you know, game day. This should be a four minute story. Literally on game day, <clears throat> and they have the budget to go to some of the places. Oh, definitely. I could see this being whenever uh, – we'll see how Kentucky keeps going. Maybe it's the the matchup whenever they play against Tennessee or something like that when it's a you know bigger marquee game for Kentucky and they want to have a story on Kentucky, big SEC matchup. That's usually kind of how they do certain stories. Normally I would agree with you. Here's where I'm going to disagree. I think they'll do it before the Vandy game. That would also make sense. Yeah. Unless, is that three, week, three weeks from now? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're worried about somebody beating them to the story and they do it very fast. There's a the two variables. Yeah. But you're right. The big game thing. If he came from, let's say, Ball State, I go with you with a big game theory unless they were worried about somebody else doing it first. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, before the Vandy game. But there'll be more eyes, obviously. But if you're doing a sports center, you know, I. it'll be interesting if college game day, game day is any good. To any, they let so many good people go. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really sad. It's really sad how it's just fallen apart. Um, this is in my head because it's driving me crazy. Uh, Red's thing. I know it's a tidbit, but it just ticks me off. So David Bell said that Mac McLean with the oblique is out two or three more weeks. And Jonathan, India, he could start a rehab assignment within a week. I'll be surprised if India is healthy this year. 
And so some idiot on Twitter put on that you should tell McLean, just suck it up and go play. I can't stand stuff like that. <laughs> have you ever heard your bleak? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't. I have not. I have talked to people that have. I've I've pulled plenty of other muscles, but you no. can't breathe. Yeah, and, and you, you know, let me guess. You can this... tape your ankle up. <laughs> you can't tape your your blank oblique up. No, let me guess. This same guy, let's say Matt McLean, does tough it out, and he goes over uh, twelve over three games. What do you think that same guy's going to say? Should have said oh, he's a bum. Get him off the field. That too, maybe. Yeah, and plus the other thing, if he played now, he might. <laughs> He might not be ready for spring training. Yeah, and then they'd yell at David Bell. Why are you putting guys out there hurt? Yeah, oh, absolutely. David oh. Bell takes crap that's not fair. So I said at the time, and I didn't like it, and I also said I didn't know, that McLean said he finally came to him and said it's been hurting. And this is what I call, again, I don't know enough, but I'm just going to say it. So many times a young athlete will wait to complain who was the pitcher the other day? Was it Verlanger? Um, Schilling. He had a little bit of a problem. Something was bothering him a little, and he shut it down right away. Mm. He said, you know, this is a little thing. I just want to be cautious. Smart. He goes out and pitches. Now he's out for a month. What good is he? Yeah. And so McLean probably hasn't learned when you have an oblique or something, you cannot shut up. You, there are certain things you tough out. Yeah. An ankle, you tough out. There are certain things, you know – there's a toughness involved. An oblique is not a toughness thing. An oblique is the kind of thing you stop. Tell the skipper. It doesn't get better. I have a theory about toothaches. It's a pretty simple deal. When you have a really bad toothache and then it goes away for a day, you go see the damn dentist because guess what? It <laughs> doesn't get better by itself. Yeah. You got a toothache, guess what? Go. Get the appointment. It doesn't heal. It's it's only going to get what? Worse. There are certain things you got to have common sense. I'll bet Matt McLean has learned a lesson, and yeah. he's probably out longer because of why. He did not speak up immediately. Hopefully he learns this now his rookie year, and it's not you know something that lingers on. And I could be wrong about all this. Nope. Nope. And by the way, am I ripping the kid? Oh, my gosh. He's been spectacular, and he's tougher than nails. Okay, coming up next. Brad Taylor, the bottom line author, Brad Taylor, with the book Side Hustle. I uh, want to thank our guest, uh, Chris Chenault, wonderful. Daryl Bird, wonderful. Uh, Chenault going in two Hall of Fames this month. Daryl Bird with a great story. Coming up tomorrow, Scott Boley in the studio, father of Cutter from his perspective, which I think will be fun. Greg Stonemeyer, I can't say ancient, longtime voice for Eastern Kentucky. He's done a wonderful job forever. Thursday, Rags and Kenny. That's Kenny Rice and his, is his dad 94 or 92? God bless him. He's great. They'll be in the studio. Vinny Hardy also on Thursday. Friday, Jerry Blanton from the good old days. And um, I'm going to check in with Hal McCoy maybe also. And also on Friday, Brad Taylor uh, talking about betting with Kentucky and EKU. Jimmy, as always, thank you so much. Jimmy and Matthew at 10. I'll see you tomorrow at noon. Mariners at Reds 610 pregame show right here on 1300 AM, 92.5 FM. Listen to the Alan Cutler Show 